When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Red Circle, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Also, of course, on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn your notifications on so that you get our content, not just on the Heat, but on the other teams in town as soon as it posts. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. We had a lot of subscriptions today. We appreciate that. It's $3.05 per month. The first week is free, or it's $30 for the year. We know that Twitter has become incredibly unreliable. So get our texts, our information direct to your phone all day long. And look, whenever you want to stop it, hit hide alerts and come back to it a little bit later. So it's winnow.app. That's winnow.app. It's scrolling here on the screen on YouTube. Winnow.app backslash off the Floor. Also want to welcome a new sponsor to the Five Reasons Sports Network, Stones and More. Stones and More, another South Florida-based business run by a huge Miami Heat fan. You can find them at mosaics.com. That's mosaics.com, a family-owned business serving the community for over 20 years, dedicated customer service, wholesale distributors, the best quality of porcelain and ceramic tiles, along with a wide variety of high-end mosaics with unique modern designs. Check them out again at mosaics. That's M-O-Z. I, excuse me, I always spell this wrong. M-O-Z-A-I-C-S dot com. That's M-O-Z-A-I-C-S dot com. And have a fantastic, I'll get that right on the fourth read, day. And now, today's episode. Down to this gang. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor again. Second episode of the day. Here's today's floor plan. We've got the full crew this time. Ethan Skolnick, you can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick, Greg Sylvander at Greg Sylvander, Brady Hawk, Brady Hawk 305, and joining us today as well, Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Earlier episode, Brady, myself, and Greg reacted to the news that Dame Lillard has asked for a trade out of Portland and that his preference, his strong preference, is to go to the Miami Heat. In fact, it's such a strong preference that Sam Amick, who is one of the information guys that we most trust, because he doesn't have a dog in the yeah, – look, he doesn't have a, a horse in the race, okay? He's one of those who kind of plays it evenly on all sides he's not trying to play it for the player and he's i can tell you from years of knowing sam and he's not trying to do it for the organization he wrote today 
in the athletic that Dame has one choice and it's the Miami heat and he doesn't plan to be traded anywhere else. And of course, without a no trade clause makes it a little bit more difficult, but you don't trade for a superstar if he doesn't want to be with you. So we're going to get into today as we advance this, how do they get this done? How do they get this to the finish line, the Miami heat and how do they play it now that everything has kind of played out the way that they wanted it to, which is the Dame Lillard who has never asked for a trade from Portland has finally done so. And you already see in Portland, uh, the fans there are sort of wishing Dame a nice farewell, which is what we thought would happen, actually, that they don't really blame him for this decision. And he's had cover all along to go. So I'll start with you here, Greg. Um, We've talked about the various pieces that could be involved in this. The Miami Heat have been doing business. Otherwise, we mentioned the signing of Thomas Bryant today uh, as a backup center. They've already signed Josh Richardson to come back as a wing, potential starter, but likely off the bench. They've brought back Kevin Love, possible starter, but likely off the bench. And they brought all of them in uh, at very cheap deals. They've also uh, signed two point guards to two-way contracts, which gives you a sense that maybe another point guard, maybe Kyle Lowry, maybe headed out the door, even if Dame Lillard comes in. Um, As you look at this right now, what to you is the most likely package that will land you Dame Lillard? That's an, that's a loaded question, but I'll be concise. I think all along we've projected that this was going to take three teams, and I don't think we should shy away from that. There are some unconventional ways that before this show ends, I'm going to make sure that I sneak in here, but the most likely way is that they recruit a third team. I think ultimately Tyler Hero ends up there. There's a lot of loud noises surrounding the Brooklyn Nets and what they've done related to the shooting that they've now um, lost from the roster and may want to replenish via a guy like Tyler Hero. So uh, that's a team to watch. Um, I also uh, think that San Antonio is one we've talked about extensively. That is still always going to be in the mix because of the flexibility they provide. Oklahoma City is another one that I think we just have to keep our eyes on because that deal with Oladipo is not final. It was announced, but they can always expand or you know do things creatively. But ultimately, I think we're looking at something like Brooklyn, Portland, Miami, Hero ends up in Brooklyn. The pieces that go back to Portland and where it goes other than that, it's tough. I'm going to be speculating. There's a chance this becomes a huge type of you know deal where Duncan and Tyler and Kyle are all involved and you've got so much salary going out that it could be multiple guys coming back or it could be as simple as just Dame coming back. Um, and it's, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But the most likely thing right now looks to be a three-team deal. And it, I think it'd be kind of cool for Tyler to end up in Brooklyn if that's where this ultimately, um, you know, if that's how it plays out. I actually think that's a great spot for him. We've talked about the Spurs with him. I think that's a great spot for him, too, to be a young veteran on that team and to play for Pop and to get a chance to play with Wemby. But I also think uh, the Nets make sense because they're, they're, they're rebuilding, but they're not. I mean, they, they've, they've got Bridges. They've got Johnson. Uh, Cam Johnson, they just re-signed. And, and you know, they seem to be uh, – they're not going to stay down for too long. They played pretty well after the trades last year, actually. And, and Tyler would give them something they don't have because they don't really have two guards right now. They, they've pretty much uh, passed them off. Alex – we were talking before you came on and you mentioned this and, and I about what happened with Wiggins and love with uh, with the Cavs a few years ago where they had to kind of wait to trade Wiggins after the draft. Uh, so this today, so Hawkins signs today, right. To a contract, which they didn't have to do 
Uh, but that means they can't trade him for 30 days. But just your thought process, because we, we've been going through the young guys who could be included in this. Jovic, you know, Hakas, Highsmith, um, and then the not-so-young, he's still relatively young, but Caleb Martin, who I think is ultimately going to be the guy that's haggled over here. And I know Dame wants to play with Caleb, but we'll see if Miami's able to to keep him out of the deal. Uh, what was What was sort of your thought on that? I mean, it was definitely interesting. Wasn't expecting to see that today. Um, and excuse the audio for whoever's listening. Uh, it's going to be like that probably for this podcast and the next. But um, <laughs> anyways, as far as the the Hawkes thing, like if at first it felt like an indicator, maybe that he wasn't going to be a part of the deal, which sounds insane because we were actually talking about that earlier on playback where I'm like, look, it's more likely than not you're going to have to give up all those young players, even if Hawkes is 22, like, when when you're the Blazers, you're go, you're going to the point now where you already you are already trying to uh, kind of you know thread the needle as we said with the the play the two timelines thing and now they can go full you know fully into that so it's all about stockpiling talent for them so I was kind of fully expecting like if a Damian Litter trade happens Hakes is gone uh, Jovic is gone I was about to call him Povich <laughs> because of uh, Hakes's name and then you got like all the the picks and the pick swaps going out and and it's just like that's the expected package now for a superstar. So uh, to see that, it, it reminded me of the Love and Wiggins situation. And it's like, is is it an indicator that he's not a part of a deal? Or is it just like they can wait a month and not make it official until later? I don't know. I would defer to you guys to as far as that part of it. But, you know, for everything else is going the Heat's way right now. So that part feels kind of secondary where it's just like you got Dame to finally request on, on the second day of free agency. Um, and not only that, you got him to say that you want him to, that he wants to come here only like that's everything that Kevin Durant didn't do everything that Donovan Mitchell didn't do. You know, all these guys in the past who the heat have gone after, like he did everything today, right? He, he made it obvious to guys, um, you know, as you guys have already talked about, like Haynes and, and, and Amick, they've reported stuff from, from his end before. And it's kind of, it seems like he's making it clear this is where he wants to play. And that's really all you can hope for as a Heat fan because other teams can come in and theoretically outbid the Heat with a, you know, a, a stronger draft pick package. But like you said earlier, if he doesn't, if he's going to make a, a stink about not wanting to play there and is it even worth investing into? For example, like if you are the, like a team like the Utah Jazz. But so that's why I feel like everything is kind of signaling Heat right now. Uh, but yeah, the Hawkeyes thing is interesting. I'm not at this point, it could go either way. Well, I, I think when we, we talk about why, uh, Dame's timing on this matters and also the messages that are getting out is because we're talking about leverage. It's always about leverage. It's whether the player has leverage or the team has leverage. And in this case, um, it seems like it's a fight that Portland wants to engage in with Dame that Dame doesn't want to engage in with Portland. Joe, Joe Cronin comes out today uh, and says, we're going to do what's best for the organization. Now he has to say that, but I'd also heard, and I said this when we were talking on the last podcast that they're not, Portland's not really happy with the way that this thing played out. Like, I don't know how it, it could have played out any other way. I mean, Dame met with them. He said what he needed them to do. All they did was resign Jeremy Grant. Uh, but Brady, when I, we talk about the players that could go out. Okay. Um, who is the one guy in this deal? Cause it doesn't appear that, that Nurkic, 
uh, and Greg, you made this point, it doesn't seem like Nurkic is coming with Dame because the Heat, uh, one thing we didn't mention was they guaranteed Orlando Robinson's contract. So now they have Thomas Bryant, Orlando Robinson, and Kevin Love, all sort of possible centers to play behind Bam. And we know they're probably not going to keep a fifth. I mean, you know, I don't even think Zeller is coming back at this stage, right? So uh, it doesn't seem like Nurkic is part of it. But when when you look, uh, Brady, at what they could, is Caleb the guy that if you're the Heat, you you say, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to call your bluff, and we're going to see if you really want to take Dame to training camp. If you're the Heat, would you, is that the guy that you would go that far for, if anybody? I mean, if there was a guy, and I think that's the key, it would definitely be Caleb. Like you just, said, I think that's the one guy. And you, if you're in a win now situation, I've talked before about talking schematics, like in terms of a guy. All the great things that Dame does, we know what his point of attack defense would look like. You need a guy that can cover some of that up and guard opposing point guards and do that type of stuff. Caleb Martin's that guy, and we know there's still more in the bat offensive bag. And maybe being a, a fourth option on this team, you know, more often could open up his isolation bag or do certain things to his game that I think would help. But he's the most win now player among that group. Like we could have fun with the Jovic or the Hawkins type guys. But that's not this whole entire topic and move is win now. So they have to go for that type of guy. But ultimately, uh, the question is, is there even a guy like if (laughs) that's, I think, the big question, because this is a guy that you have to throw the entire format. And I think this is you're in a position where you can't really let this pass by and have be one of those things where you walk into training camp. It's like, oh, there's Kyle Lowry and Tyler Hero again after all this kind of noise and all these things like that's the troubling part. But then on the flip side, I see that the, the the Woj tweet earlier where he's talking about, uh, you know, Portland moving past Miami and looking at these other teams and deals. And we everybody knows where that's coming from. But that felt more so like a desperation move than Miami's desperation move of like saying about the Caleb stuff. Like that mm-hmm. feels like something like we know that it's Miami because of the whole topic of Greg and Alex were just sitting on about the kind of day making a fuss of going to a certain team and, and doing all that type of stuff. I don't really know the leverage that they have. I know that was a that was a goal to try to get leverage. I don't know if it really worked. So right now, as it stands, until we see otherwise, that's like, okay, this team, now let's hear like a hypothetical Phillies all of a sudden in the mix. Once we hear that, then it's like, okay, Caleb's on the table, take Caleb and we move forward. But until then, I mean, you probably could take their call their bluff a little bit and play a little bit of hardball, but I know nobody wants to fully hear about <laughs> Please no. because they want Dave in Miami right now. Greg, I, I want to go to you in a second, but just inside baseball on this and why I'm rolling my eyes about the Woj tweet, okay? Like, when ESPN calls Woj an ESPN insider, ESPN front office insider, it's because he is speaking for front offices and specific front offices in quid pro quo situations. He has never spoken for the Miami Heat. I cannot remember a single tweet where he's actually said what the Heat – are thinking or planning to do. It's always him kind of trying to do the bidding of some other team, not just against the heat, but it's always some other team. Okay. And it's some front office that again, there's favors traded back and forth. It's how this works, but it's why I roll my eyes because I got to think the heat are rolling their eyes because they know that Woj speaks for these other front offices. And so, you know, it's a little bit different. Like we say, okay, uh, Haynes speaks for Dame. But Dame, what Dame wanted to do was central to this. It it, it it was everything because what you were waiting for was Dame to ask out. So what Haynes tweets matters in this scenario, or at least it did until the opt-out. Now, from here, it's a little bit more in – not the opt-out, but the ask-out. At this point, it's a little bit more in Portland's court. 
But I, I got to think that the Heat are looking at that and saying, ignoring the Woj report. It doesn't mean every time Woj says a guy is not going to be traded because the team has decided they're holding on to the player, that player is traded. It's happened over and over and over and over again. And it's always a leverage play by the organization that he's he's doing the bidding of before the trade is actually made. And so I just I, – I, and, and I'm going to give the difference here between Woj and Shams on this too. Shams is more of a player's guy. Okay, Woj is more of a front office guy. Understand that. So when Shams came out and said that Phoenix, let's go to the Beal situation. When Shams came out and said Phoenix was in play and we were like, wait a second, where the hell did they come from? But you had to take it seriously Mm -hmm. because to me, Shams was speaking for Beal. He was basically saying, I'll go there. Okay, and we had thought Beal was only Miami, right? So when Phoenix popped in the picture, yeah, at first we were like really skeptical of it. But then I was thinking, wait, Shams is reporting that? That's different than Woj reporting that. Because if it was Woj reporting it, it was coming from the Phoenix Suns. But Shams is reporting, I'm like, wait a second. Where Beal wants to go matters because he has the no trade clause. So if he's willing to waive the no trade clause for Phoenix, and we know that they have, you know, they were trying to get second round picks and all this, that seemed legitimate. The Woj report to me, I'm not disparaging him. I'm just talking about the report specifically is bullshit. I just think it's bullshit. Like, I, I, I'm just going to say it. Like, I just think Phoenix, it, I mean, excuse me, Portland, around Phoenix, Portland is coming out here and basically saying, we're not going to do everything you want. And they're trying to tell their fan base that we still care about trying to build a winner here. And I get that, but their fan base is ignoring them because their fan base wants what's best for Dame more than they want what's best for the Blazers. Okay. I guess they're just really nice people in Portland, which is what I've noticed when they're out there, but there's none of this like LeBron Cleveland stuff or any no. of that stuff. This is they want what's best for Dame. And I think they understand that Miami is better for Dame. They have no attachment to Joe Cronin. He's been there like a year and a half. That's what I want to say on that. I, I want to get to more possibilities because I have Greg, I want I want you to read what Amic wrote, but also I want to ask this question. So I want all you three of you to think about this before we close. Brady, you said it. You said, you said, you know, you know, you you have to get the player. We all agree you have to get the player at this point. But who's more desperate to get a deal done? Because that's what matters here. If you're, are you more desperate if you're Miami now when you're this far down the road and you don't want to bring guys to camp that yet everybody knows you've been trying to trade? Or are you more desperate in Portland just to clear this situation up so you don't have a situation where like Dame Lillard, local hero, holds out of training camp or something like that? Who's more desperate to get the deal done? Because that's ultimately why it will get done one way or the other and who's given up. All right, I do want to mention another sponsor here, the Five Reasons Sports that We're cleaning up all of this stuff here with Dame Lillard. Portland may have to clean some stuff up a little bit later. Joe Cronin, call water cleanup of Florida. That's WCUFLL.com. Michael Robert and team, they will take calls from the 503 area code, uh, but you should reach out to them directly at water cleanup of Florida. Again, that's WCUFL.com. Mold, water damage, leaks, fire damage, rebuilds. They can handle all of it for you. They're incredibly honest people. They're they are based in Boca Raton, but they service the entire area. When the hurricanes in Fort Myers, they were the people that went out there to help out. And again, they're huge Miami Heat fans. Their place, their 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 warehouse in uh, in Boca is like a shrine to Udonis Haslam. WCU fl.com wcufl.com and of course we know the insurance companies don't always take care of everything after the fact right so reach out beforehand to water cleanup and do the preventative work so that none of this stuff actually happens wcufl.com if you've got the schmutz they got the guts 
Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's Shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So as we're talking about guts here... Um, Greg, read the Amic blurb, and then I'm going to go all three of you on this before we close. Who, who is going to be more desperate to get a deal done? How does this game of poker play out? Because that matters if Jovic goes, if Caleb goes, how many picks go. We know Hero is going somewhere. But in other words, how much Miami ends up giving up and, and whether or not they're willing to walk, whether or not Pat's willing to say, here, I'm taking my chips and I'm going home. Greg, read the Amick. What what Sam Amick wrote cues us up beautifully. So part of this is just what's written in the column, um, and I'll get to the quoted exact part. And he did use some of this. Damian Lillard is prepared to only play for the Miami Heat, and his stance is heat or bust. That was written in the article, but this is the beautiful stuff. He wants to compete with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo to grow inside that famed heat culture system under Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra while becoming the final piece to their championship puzzle. Sam Amick would not be writing stuff like that if it wasn't super clear where Dame wants to be. And I just think that that is... Um, I'll start and I'll say that I think the Heat have the... They need to get this done. This is the ultimate move that they have been waiting for and waiting for, and they've been so patient, and now they're here. This is the moment, and you can't let it slip away. You can't let something get weird. So to me, close the deal. Always be closing. Coffee is for closers. Let's get it done. Do either of you disagree with that? Do either of you – Oh, so you're saying Miami – is the one that ultimately has to bend if it comes to that, right? Is Absolutely. That you, okay. you know you have to, cle- with a clear conscience, get this done as soon as possible, in my opinion. And if that means, and soon as possible means agree to the deal. As Alex said, there, there are ramifications where it could take longer to do an introduction or anything like that. But just to make sure that the deal is done, uh, at, at least in terms of where everybody knows that they're going. 
But do either of you disagree? Do either of you think, uh, Brady, Alex, that that maybe Portland would be more desperate to get a deal done and maybe Miami would be able to hold an asset out as a result of that? Do we think this can get ugly enough for them that that they're just like, you know what, let's just end this and move forward? Uh, okay, we won't take Caleb. Okay, we won't. Uh, Jovic and Akez, you can keep one of them or you can or whatever. Maybe we'll take one fewer pick or anything like that. I'll I mean, say that. My bad, Brady. Go ahead. I, my bad. I, he was throwing us both at the same time. So I, I was going to say, uh, in terms of the Portland desperation part, like, I just can't see a situation where Dame's – like, let's just say they don't find a trade anywhere in the market. Dame's not sitting out of training camp in Portland. Dame's not saying in Portland, okay, I'm not playing with this group. Dame's going to just stay in Portland. And if Dame can't – if they say, well, Miami's playing hardball with us, we want to pivot to new teams, Dame, what's your second option? You're going to tell me he doesn't have a second option. You're going to tell me in the back of his head he doesn't have a second team that he's thinking maybe yeah, we could contend, I could contend on this team. I think it's possible. Like, I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. In terms of Miami, I look around and I say, to Greg's point, this is the guy. Like, we could sit here and say that guys always become available in this league. Somebody always breaks away. But I don't see a next guy right now. I look around this league, and I don't think there's a next guy that's I'm saying Miami could get him and they could take it right now in the Jimmy Butler timeline. Damian Lillard's that guy. So in terms of uh, desperation and all that type of stuff and bending, the ball is in Miami's court, in my opinion. So we'll, we'll see the 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 final deal they ended up they end up uh, building. But I don't see Portland being willing to bend that much either. Like it's Damian Lillard we're talking about. They're not going to just sit here and just take Miami's first offer. Alex, you agree that, Pretty that much, Portland yeah. has at least that much leverage over Miami in terms well, of the construct of the deal? To a certain degree, um, I, I agree because I, I think the Heat have – I think for the Heat it's a little bit more um, important when it comes to time and getting it done quickly. And I think Chris Haynes kind of said something of that nature today. I think they're just trying to wrap this up. They don't want it to be a thing where they're going back and forth for months and months and, and – you know, and you want haggling with Joe Cronin and the general managers and, and kind of getting him upset and making him and getting him into that department of trying to sell Dame on another team. And and like Brady said, like it, there, there could be a scenario where there's a couple of teams out there that Dame would actually be OK ending up on. But what we know, what we know right now and what has been said is that he only wants to play for the Miami Heat. And it's been said, like, you know, like we've talked about by two reporters who are known to be closer to him so i just think it's at that point where like after all this time where dame has had your back you know the blazers organization i understand it's not the same management ownership all that as it's been the whole way but it's a bad look it's a bad look if you kind of hold this thing out longer so it's kind of i go back and forth on who the the pressure is more on to to get it done quickly because i i i do think it's like you don't want dame over there like even if he even if he reports to training camp, that's kind of ugly in itself, right? Because it's like everybody knows what's real. He doesn't want to be there. He asked you know what media day is going to be like in Portland if that's the case, right? Like, that's going to be that's going to be a circus. I mean, and then it's just kind of disrespectful. Like it's a slap in the face to a guy who stayed there, who played there for eleven years. Just think about that. Like think about all the players who leave way before that, right? Uh, I think it was. I think LeBron. Uh, left at eight right and, and it's usually yeah. around that time of the second contract the stuff with dame and, and everybody asking him to to leave for years has been out i mean it's been out there for so long he he has given him every chance not only all these seasons to put a proper team around him but recently 
Like he 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 gave him uh, extensions to the deadline. You know what I mean? Like he he gave him every chance, even potentially with Scoot still on the roster. I think he could have been sold. Um, and that's this is just me speculating. I think he could have been sold uh, with a if if you know they made a couple of more acquisitions. It's just easier said than done. They weren't able to do it, and that's it. It's it's over. So I think you know it's kind of best for both sides to just get this done as soon as possible and don't make it ugly. All right, I, uh, I'm going to make a parallel here, okay, to something that just happened in the NFL because this situation to me is now exactly like the Aaron Rodgers situation. It's the same, okay. You had Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay for a long period of time. He kept asking them to go get him some help in the draft. They didn't. I don't think they took a wide receiver in the first or second round the entire time that Aaron was in Green Bay, right? Uh, he did win one Super Bowl, okay? So he got further than Dame, but and he, he kind of carried them on their back to the conference final or the conference championship, sort of like Dame did a few years ago. Couple of years ago, before they lost, uh, obviously to Brady, um, you know, in Tampa Bay. But basically, we were like, okay, is he going to ask out? Is he going to ask out? Is he going to ask out? Right. So he finally asks out, and then he makes it clear behind the scenes that he wants to go to the Jets. So that happened, I believe, in March, and it took a month, and we kept hearing these debates on ESPN first take everywhere. Who has the leverage? Who has the leverage? Who has the leverage? How much can the Jets hold out for? Uh, I mean, excuse me, how much can Green Bay hold out for, for the Jets? Maybe they'll just hold on to him and take him to the camp. They had no intention to take him into camp. And ultimately on April 24th, the Packers agreed to deal Aaron Rodgers and their 23 first round pick number 15 and the 23 fifth round pick to the Jets for a 23 first round or a 13 second round or in a future six and a conditional second and all kinds of other stuff. Because ultimately, okay, when a guy asks out (laughs) and he's been a pillar of your organization, you trade him. And we can all talk about how, well, you have this leverage, you can hold him hostage, but that just doesn't happen anymore, okay? Organizations don't want to deal with that. They don't want to deal with what a media day is going to look like. Trust me, they think about that stuff. So I actually think the Heat have a little bit more at leverage than we're giving credit for, all right? But I understand Greg's point and the point is made that the fan base is going to be in Miami is going to be more deflated than ever. And <laughs> the point that all of us have made that bringing Lowry and Hero to camp after all this uh, is its own sort of mini disaster. But I do think that he'd have a little bit more leverage in this because these days when a star wants to get traded, the star is traded. It's what happens. And it's very rare that the star is traded somewhere that he doesn't want to go because most teams do not want to take on the burden of being somebody's second or third or fourth choice and trying to make that thing work. There have been some scenarios. Kawhi to Toronto was one example. Of course, Kawhi wanted to go to the Lakers. Pop wasn't going to trade him to the Lakers. He went to Toronto. He won a championship. Kawhi's kind of a weird guy. We know that. So there are exceptions. But for the most part, you are traded to the place that you want to go. Joe Cronin coming out – and trading him to some outpost, okay, where he can't win, like Utah or Charlotte or some uh, – Joe Cronin will be the enemy in Portland, not Dame Lillard. Okay, but don't That's risk not, it. Let's not risk it. You're scared. I. You know what's so funny about this? And we're going to close it here. Water cleanup of Florida. Who's got the guts? Not Greg. I do. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.